Welcome to this week's episode of Time Added On. We're back after an extended break in the midst of an international break. Tom, welcome. Are you? Uh, ha- have you enjoyed the time off from uh, speaking to me about all things Forest? Are you enjoying the international break? No, I've done so at all. Now, uh, <laughs> summer's over. Summer's over. Um, yeah, no, all good. All good, thank you, fella. Yeah, just uh, ready, ready now. The international break's not the same, is it? I've not watched yeah. any, any of it, to be quite honest. So, yeah, no, um, yeah, glad to, be, glad to be back. Mate, summer is over. We're on the turn now. After this international break, it is definitely, you're into the, uh, into the winter run. The heating's on. The big coat, don't start me on the heating. I was going to say, you've got your heating on, you're, you're brave, aren't you, having your heating on? Don't start, yeah. mate, the missus has had it on, I'm not happy about it, it's the big coat, mate, I'm wearing my coat 24-7. That's but, it. Uh, yeah, and it's, we're definitely on that big, big, big run now, isn't it? the big run into the World Cup, and um, it's going to be quite an exciting run, some big games coming up, some huge games for Forest. but it's, I think it's been nice to have the break in a way, it was... It's been a frantic start, obviously, all the build-up, the expectation, the hope, and it's uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. I don't know how you feel in terms of the opening few games of the season. It's only been seven league games, but it, um, there's been a whole host of emotion. I already feel like in seven games we've gone through the, the usual cycle of being a Forest fan of expectation, hope and despair. And as I say, we've only had a month of the season, so... I mean, for you, sum it up. What are the thoughts on the season so far? Where are you at? Yeah, I think, you know, I think everyone's obviously gone into the season excited, anticipation. Um, and and in, in general, I think the start wasn't wasn't a bad start at all. You know, you, the defeat at New was always going to be difficult. First game of the season, half the squad wasn't even there at that point. We've got to remember we signed 23 players. Don't know how many it was at that stage, but it wasn't near 23. Um, and so, players out of position, certain players that you probably you then beat West Ham. Performance, it was going to be a difficult game. Um, Everton, you know, a point, um, decent point, a point in any game away from home in the Premier League is a good point. And a game which Forrest probably, if anything, probably didn't feel like a good point because because of the way that they drew the game in the end. You then go through two very difficult games in, in Spurs and Man City, which was always going to be the case. I think Forrest put on a good showing against Spurs, um, albeit I think they allowed that to happen, Spurs did. Um, and, and Man City is Man City. It's one that you don't really think about. I think the season really is, and, and the, the emotions come from the two games after that. Hasn't really, I think mm. you're looking at the two home games where the, the expectation is much bigger. Um, you know, the two teams that we last just just last season, you know, were the two teams you would have said are the hardest teams to play in the division, have now got to become your easiest teams to play in this division. And it's a difficult one, albeit with all the other contexts around Nightman Forest this season. Um, they've got to become your your the ones that you you, you take on and, and you get the points from and because zero points have come from that. I think that's where the emotions come from. But I think to, I agree with you. It'd just be nice for it to to calm down, not in a boring way, not like, oh, God, uh, play play rubbish football, you know, let's not have any any excitement, but just, you know, kind of settle settle people down a bit and, and go to the next run of games, which are also opportunities for Forrest to, to kind of um, to get some points on the board. I think once Forrest get... Get their next three points, wherever that is, 
um, or get you know a, a win and a draw in a row, I think that would really, really calm some people down. And I, I think that the, the aim is to win every game, obviously, if, if you can. But but you know to get some points on the board, I think you go from looking at where Forest are now, the points that they have on the board, you win a game and draw a game. And that would just make everyone feel a lot better. It's weird, you know, one win will change the whole whole perception of what's happened at the start of the season. That's the truth of it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just what you've got to hope for in the coming games. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I agree. I think it's been, for me, I think if you take the two games, as you say, the two home games out of it, it, it really has been a positive start to the season. And I think we need to remember that. And I think with everything that's gone on in the background with Boris, you know, I say frantic because, you know, it's not championship level frantic in terms of the game time, but just as you've just said, everything that surrounds Forest and the build up to this season. Obviously, the turnover in staff. Obviously, you start the season, you've still got the transfer window. There's been some big games, you know, your West Ham's, you know, Spurs, Man City's. You've already said some some big teams and and some big occasions, and I think the whole thing is just laddered up. Where I think you know they they didn't run out of steam is the wrong term, but I think definitely towards the end of, of uh, you know, after the Bournemouth game, obviously there was a break to the Fulham game, but certainly after the Bournemouth game, Forrest had had a, a tough three, three games in the space of a week now in terms of Spurs City. And then to follow up with the expectation of Bournemouth, you could understand the context. We talked about that, didn't we, last time round. But I think you're right. I think maybe just the manner of the two, two defeats against Bournemouth and Fulham in the fact that, as you said, they were teams that Forest now need to almost expect to beat. They were two home games, and obviously we've talked at length, haven't we, about how important the city ground is this season. And I think also the fact that Forest got themselves into to winning positions in, in both of those games. And I think generally, coming out of the Spurs game, and even I think out of the Man City game, there's just a general expectation that you go to Man City and you're probably going to get beat. And I think a lot of teams will get beat in the manner of which Forrest did. I think everyone around the club, even at that point after losing at City 6-0, I think everyone was still really upbeat and excited about the last day of the window and then going into these, you know, what what, what was going to be three big games until the Leeds game got cancelled. But I think that's been the real mindset shift. And I, and I, and I have really noticed, and it's been quite the shift, hasn't it? in terms of just the general mood around the place, you know, the way that people, the way that Forest fans are talking about Forest, the, the way that perhaps people outside of the club and the, the media and other fans are starting to talk about Forest, It was weird in a way up until that Man City game. Everything was positive. Forest were getting real glowing reviews in terms of their performances. And those two games at home and almost 90 minutes, if you take out, I'm not saying Forest were great in, in, the, in each first half of both of those games. But for the second half performances for each of those games, it's had a real mindset set shift. And I think almost a break's been required just to reset everything, to calm everyone down, to let everyone just take breath of what has been a really busy start to the season. And I think I, think I agree with you in the fact that I think it's important now that we just get into a run of games and just focus on playing football, focus on results more so than performances as well and just try and grind some some points out because yeah if Forrest can go to Leicester at the you know especially at the weekend but Forrest can go to Leicester next Monday night and pick up three points almost everything that's gone before is is not completely forgotten but 
you build the momentum now into that run of games up until, as I say, our next international break, but the World Cup. It, it's huge, isn't it? I think momentum now and getting those first points on the board. Forest have got, I think if you look at the next run of games, they're not easy. No game in the Premier League is easy. We've seen that in the last two games. But Leicester, Villa, Wolves, Brighton, they're, they're games there that Forest should be looking at picking up points. Yeah, and, and the excitement of the season, always. It doesn't matter that, you know, Forest are, are now in the Premier League. The, the, the season always is hope, expectation, excitement um, that quickly does turn into, um, you know, kind of you waiting for that next result. You, you're constantly waiting for that. And, and that will have had an effect. And um, I agree with you. I think you look at this next run of games, I think you look at October. It's a very busy month is October in terms of the amount of games that Forest have within the month. The end of October is particularly hard. Um, but the, the, all the games before that have got to be seen as, as an opportunity to show. This team now has had, it's still 23 players and, and it's still, there's still a lot of betting in to do that. That's the truth of it. That's the, that's the honest truth of it. Unfortunately, you know, there might have been this dream hope that, um, that it was just going to happen overnight and by the click of the fingers that we were all going to play like they've been playing together for, for 10 years. But that it was always going to take a very, very long time, realistically. Forrest had to do it, get it. But, it, you know, that is just the, the, the downside of what Forrest have had to do. But but they've now had a bit of time and they've had a, a, an international break and a break, um, which was, you know, sadly forced. Um before for the last game. So they've had a little bit of time to, to kind of bed in and train, albeit this international break, there's a lot more players on international duty than we're probably used to in, in recent years. Uh, one being Freud, who's just scored for Switzerland as, as we're recording. He's scored, is he? Oh, yeah, the he has just the scored. other night as well. Get him in, we'll come on to that. Let's hold that. Yeah, I was going to go into a bit of a rant, but yeah, I'll, no, I'll well, hold it. I'm going to rein you back in. Let, let's okay. focus that, but we will, we will talk about that in a minute. Yeah, but but the, the the truth is is that they have had a bit more time now um, to try and get some key players back as well. Players that you know I keep on seeing on on. You know what? Probably probably rein myself in before I say it actually. But there's a couple <laughs> of key players due to come back. Um, so so it's a good opportunity now. You know the next one's a really interesting one for both teams in, involved in it yeah. um, versus Leicester away from from what anyone thinks of whether it's an East Midlands derby or not, or how much you care about Leicester and all that constant arguments that happen every single time we play. Um, the circumstance of the two clubs, it's, it's, it's very, very big. Um, so anyone who can win that one, I think has an, has an opportunity to, to, um, to go on from there and kick on, which is the only reason I don't think Leicester have sacked Brendan Rodgers yet. Um, because they might see it as, as the opportunity to spur themselves on. And what Forest have to hope is they've done enough work over this international break to, to kind of uh, put put that to bed and, and start their own run on. Mm, I think Leicester haven't sat Brendan Rodgers, pal, because they're up the shit creek. Well, that's, that's very true. Leicester. That's very uh, true, yeah. I think that's probably why they've, they've not sat him, <laughs> because they can't afford to. They're probably hoping that Brighton might come and nab him. But anyway, let's, let's part Leicester, because uh, I, I don't particularly care too much for Leicester. Um, in terms of the two weeks that they've had, obviously, when you come in, when you're going into an international break, you want to obviously go in on a win. Everyone talks about that. It, 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 we've already talked about mood of the fans. I'm sure the mood in that dressing room would have been pretty downbeat, especially the way that that, that, that second half played out against Fulham. But 
there's obviously that gives Steve Cooper and the players and the coaching staff a little bit of time to, to not dwell, but to work through what went wrong. I mean, we, we sat here and we a couple of weeks ago, we talked about that second half against Bournemouth and we just put that down to a bit of naivety, probably a little bit of tiredness after that week that we've just t- talked about. But it was almost a carbon copy, if you like, against Fulham. Albeit, actually, the collapse happened in more spectacular and obviously a much quicker fashion, and obviously three goals in six, seven minutes. What, what, given the Bournemouth second half and then given the Fulham performance in the second half, what will Steve Cooper be thinking about over these two, two weeks international break? What will he be trying to get through to the players? What, what lessons has ultimately learned? Because obviously, it, we didn't obviously heed the lesson after Bournemouth, and, and as I say, the, the Fulham second half was. <laughs> Was more spectacular, if you like, in terms of the in terms of the collapse. They they rallied and obviously probably unlucky actually not to get to get a point at least if it wasn't for wayward finishing. But I suppose given those two performances are the two performances that we think has obviously really kind of rocked the boat. We need to take the lessons out of them, don't we? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go away from talking about formations because. I think we've all we've bring all, you onto that in a minute. Well, so, all right. Well, I'll, you know, I'll park it for now and then I'll talk about it. <laughs> We're going to come on to the meeting in a minute. Do you know what? I won't talk about anything I was planning on. So, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll wait on that. Um, but I think the two things for me is a lot of the players brought in, you know, talented. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but, We're but, not going to talk about that. <laughs> but... Um, a lot of them are from from other divisions, or, or you know, from the championship, or whatever. now there's nothing wrong with that. That's not that's not a criticism at all. But the problem that does arise with that is a bit of know-how, a bit of you know, being a bit more streetwise. And I think in every division, it's not just the Premier League. We said it when we we're in the Championship. You know, when you're in the Championship, you need some other some players around, other players that have that kind of know-how. I think Forest have have learnt some very very tough lessons in that in those last couple of games. I think quite a lot of naivety on mm. certain elements, whether that be from the players and their attitudes toward the game or how they're managing the games in that final bit. There's no there's no stopping. You know, teams aren't just going to go, all right, Forrester are managing this. Do you know what? It is what it is. We'll sit back. That's just not going to happen. You know, every team will see Forrest as beatable. That's the truth of it. Forrest were the team that got up by the playoffs from the championship. Um, they're the team that no one will be scared of. In the championship, they might have had a bit more power and a bit more, you know, in, in certain seasons, not in all, that's for sure. But in certain seasons, certain teams might go, oh, we're playing Forest. There's none of that. You know, it doesn't, doesn't matter what people think of the history of the club or whatever. The team who technically third best team in, in the championship, um, fourth if you're looking at a league table, obviously, but third in terms of getting promoted uh, by the playoffs. Um, so, so they're the team everyone will, will think will beat. So, Forest have to be a bit smarter. You know, no one's going to sit back and just let Forest play. You know, they have to be a bit smarter in in that respect. And I think the second one might seem like a small one, but what often got Forest through games, I think, last season was was their kind of squad um, togetherness. Um, now, I'm not saying that the, the players aren't getting along. I'm not, not starting rumours or anything like that. But obviously, for a team of 23 people, um, you know, it's it's about getting them together and getting them as close and bonding as, as, as much as you can in a very quick period of time. 
I hope that's something that might have been been done in the international break again, albeit some of them weren't there. Um, but that is one thing I think got Forest through games. There was there was times in in games last season where Forest didn't play well and, and, and won games and drew games, and you do that because people put their bodies on the line and they know each other and they know uh, what that next player is going to do. And I think that's something right now that Forest don't have. I think Steve Cooper touched on it at, at the end of his at the end of the last game, I can't remember exactly what he said, but the truth of the matter is they're, they're, they're bedding in 23 players that that need to get to know each other a little bit more. And I think once that happens and you have that squad mentality and morale, away from all the stuff you see on social media and what's not um, about, you know, what, what Nico Williams' favourite pot noodle flavour is and all that, what you know. No, they don't actually ask me. I just oh, made that one. Man, I <laughs> but I'll go for curry. Um, yeah, you know, I think those two things at this moment in time are, are what Forrest, away from the tactics, mm. are, away, are, are two vital things for them to get through some of the games coming up. Yeah. I, 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 the first point around naivety, I've used the word naivety a lot on the pod this, you know, the last few weeks. And I think you, you, you're, you're right. And I think it probably just stems from the fact that they've got a lot of players, as you said, are, are, are new to the club, new to the Premier League, and are, are, are kind of probably new to, to... Well, they are. They're Ultimately, they're new to what it's about in terms of how to win Premier League games of football. I think as a club, Forest have obviously been on an unbelievable run over the last 12 months. And I think winning has become a habit. And I think that then... You know, whilst obviously the playing squad is, you know, completely different to the one that ended the season, I think just the that that confidence and, you know, maybe the narrative around Forest runs throughout the club, so from top to bottom, and obviously that conversation will have been had when play, players sign, and I think there might have been, you know, part of the you know for the way that Forest went about their business pretty much from the moment they stepped off the balcony in Slab Square through to the end of the transfer window. There's been a lot of talk about ambition, Forest, Forest being ambitious, not just wanting to, to make the numbers. And obviously, they're not just here to, 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 to take part. They want to compete and obviously they want to stay up and they want to do it in style. And obviously, that rhetoric and that belief obviously will flow throughout a squad. And I think, actually, sometimes this season, Forest are going to have to go back to basics. And they're going to have to be, ultimately, at times, solid and tough to beat and they're going to need to know when to play and when not to play and I think that's probably what's what's caught Forrest out a few times this season and I, I admire it in a way because we want to be entertained and we want to win football matches but it's not the same way as turning up on a Saturday afternoon in the Championship where anyone could beat anyone and going for a bit of a swashbuckling style with rampaging fullbacks. And, and taking the game to an opposition. At times, you're going to play... Well, a lot of the time, you're probably going to play teams who have got superior players. And it's about tactically outwitting them, which I think Steve Cooper is very good at. And I think they're just going to have to set up and be solid. And I think naivety is definitely... We've seen it in a handful. Even those games where we lost and we were getting plaudits for how we played, I suppose it's a bit of a double-edged sword. The games where we, you know, we took the game to, to Spurs... The plaudits were Forrest were brilliant. Forrest at the game to Spurs, like you said, actually though Spurs managed that and never really got out of third, fourth gear, and and allowed Forrest to have the ball and play. But you know Everton away second half, Forrest took the game to to, to Everton. Forrest have had plaudits for playing well, but I think at times 
you're not necessarily going to get points for getting the plaudits. And, and, and I think they are going to have to maybe alter the way that um, they approach games and, and, and become really, really tough to beat. Um, I suppose that kind of comes up. I think one of the things that those two games that really surprised me more than most, and actually probably, I mean, upset's probably strong, but, you know, surprised me and shocked me and and, and really disappointed me. Let's say that. I'm going to go down the disappointed parent route. But the fact that Steve Cooper's position at the club is already being questioned is, for me, is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, his 12-month anniversary came up last week. What a 12 months. I think if you just sat here, if you just said, if we were recording this pod 12 months ago and we said, on a on a on a Tuesday night next September, you're going to be talking about being in the Premier League and uh, with an array of talent that you've signed over the summer. I think we'd have probably laughed at each other and uh, and called it an early night and gone our separate ways. But it's it's been such an unbelievable twelve months, and and I think already in these seven games, that's already been glossed over and and seems to have been forgotten about. And I know. There's obviously links with, you know, there's the Brighton links. Um, Steve Cooper was obviously the, the vacant, well, the, the the job that was vacant at Brighton. He was obviously, you know, one of the front runners, supposedly, reportedly. Um, and then obviously off the back of that, obviously lose the Fulham game and questions start to speculate. You've already mentioned the Leicester game, but are you, are you surprised or is this just the nature of modern football and uh, it's an ultimately a results business and, and Forrest, after seven games, haven't got the points that they probably would have wanted. Yeah, it, you know, you know, it's 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 sad because away from from Steve Cooper specifically, I think that is the way that the game has gone. I mean, we're talking off the back of Watford sacking another manager, right? Um, who they've oh, only well, given a, a, well, yeah, exactly, a, a young coach. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the replacement's pretty good, but, but yeah. it's, good good it's, not, it's not the the right approach. And I think we're in a, a state of affairs with the game where where that is that is the answer now. You know, you 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 have a few bad results, and the only answer is right, change it. You know, you have a few bad results. The media get on your back. Apparently, every player hates you. The fans turn as a result. That they're gone. You know, it's um, it's a difficult state of affairs. I think. It is a bit of a battle between you know being being smart and the 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 new idea and ego of the game, if you like, in terms of what is what is best, what is the next best thing to do. You know, what are the other ideas? And I think with Steve Cooper, what we have to remember is he's obviously a, a young coach. He's he's still learning. You know, that's the truth of it. He wouldn't, you know, I'm not saying he wouldn't admit it in an interview, but at the end of the day, he's. He is still learning. He's still learning the game, and he's not managed in the Premier League before. Forest are learning that, you know. Forest are learning about this division because although Forest have been in the Premier League before, it was a very long time ago. It was a very different Premier League, you know. No one can can doubt that. It's still football. It's still played on grass. You still have a round thing and kick it about, but the game is very different, and and the nature of the game, the fitness of the game, the way that the players are, certain aspects. I mean. No one knows what the rules are anymore. So so the nature of the game in the Premier League is so, so different. So Forrest are learning. Every, every fan is learning. I mean, it's been difficult in that respect, but the answer isn't always to get rid of the manager. There's other arguments around, you know, contracts not being signed for whatever reason. And, and you know, Steve Cooper himself, whether people like it or not, does have a history of, of, of 
you know, maybe sniffing around other places. And um, and I'm not saying that's what's happening here. But no, it's just it, a lovely it's... way to put it. Just having a, little, having a little sniff around in places. Having a sniff around other places. And I think if if that was happening, I think I think the club wouldn't take too too kindly to that. Um so that that is a concern for me more than anything to do with the results on the pitch and the performances so far. I wouldn't get rid of Steve Cooper based on any of, of the football inside. It's the other side. Um but it's a side that I don't know. The, the 100% answers to, but it's a situation right now that I'm not very comfortable with. Um, and it's a situation as much as you might all love Steve Cooper. Unfortunately, he does have a history of this kind of thing. Uh, I say a history, he's only managed one of the clubs. But when you've, when, you've, when you've only managed one of the club, that's the only history you've got to work off. Do you know what I mean? And and it it that worries me more than anything on the football side. I still trust Steve Cooper on the football inside, but I don't trust him not to use Forrest as, as a, as a stepping, stepping stone. And, and, and everyone goes, no, he gets us. What, do, what does he get? You know, what does he get? He says some great things in the media. I, you know, don't get me wrong. Sometimes he speaks and, and we're all swooning surprisingly. Um, but, but the truth of the matter is, is that some people are just very good politicians and some people just are good at speaking in the media, but not everything people say is true. Um, and I don't, don't doubt. <laughs> I don't doubt that that he he likes it, Forest, and he loves the fans and, and stuff like that. But just because he says certain things doesn't mean he's not interested in other jobs. Um, so, you know, that's that's my uncomfortable situation, and I think that's the situation that the club are maybe uncomfortable with. Now, again, like I said, we don't know the ins and outs of it and we can we can speculate all day long, but it might not be anything to do with Steve Cooper. It might be something to do with Steve Cooper, but it's a situation that needs to be resolved, 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 um, because I don't think it's a situation that will help any of the matters that we've spoke about so far in terms of togetherness no. or, or, or just trying to, to just get this start out of us and all sing off the same hymn sheet. Um, to, to make sure we have the most successful season possible. That's that's a situation that I would like to be resolved very, very soon and certainly before the World Cup. No, I agree with you. I, I think look, Steve Cooper is is he's brilliant. He, he's been great with the f- fans in terms of getting the fans on, on board pretty quickly. Results-wise, obviously, that helps. But just his relationship's been built on more than, than just the words that he's used, obviously. Um, he's done a lot. He's done an amazing job. Anyone that got Forrest out of the championship is 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 you know will go down in Forest folklore. I think he's a very 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 good coach, and I think he's obviously one of the best that we've had uh, for a very 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 long time. I agree. The two things that worry me the most are his contract. Now the fact that you know was was supposedly aligned in the summer, but yet still. We believe, obviously, could be signed, but we don't believe it is. We believe remains on side is is a is a worry. I would have liked that to have been sorted out in the last two weeks of this international break, so that then we get really down to business and focus on the results and and really put a message out to the team, the fans, that everyone's united. And because because for me, look, if, if Forest were were to you know if this season was not to go the way that we want it to go. I'd still long-term like to see Steve Cooper given that role to really build. And I think the, the turnover, he, he needs to be given time. I think at the moment he needs to be given time because, yes, I think 
the last two questions, the last two games rather, have raised questions around selections and subs. And I think, you know, there's, there's stuff that Steve Cooper will admit himself that he's not done right. And to your point, he's learning. But that's got to be expected given the changeover of, of, of the place in terms of the players. He's still trying to find the right balance. I do think he needs to start making bigger decisions. And I think he started that against Fulham. You know, he, he's made the call now a couple of times to to drop Lingard and, 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 and you know, Warrell as well was the big, obviously, call there. But they're the types of decisions now, given the squad he's got, loyalty kind of goes out the window and he's got to really pick who he believes is the best eleven on the day to win games. So I would say moving forward, that now needs to be kind of the Fulham needs to be the line in the sand. And from this moment onwards, he's got to pick his best players and not worry about loyalty to those guys that God has promoted. Because if we don't start getting results, then obviously it'd be a very different feeling around the place. But I do agree the contact the contract remains a concern. I also the thing that concerns me the most is the expectations of the owners. I talked to it a minute ago, but if Forrest were to to lose a you know a handful of games or continue to lose a handful of games, it really worries me in terms of what their thought process is. You've just touched on Watford. Obviously our uh, track record of hiring and firing uh, is nowhere near the level of Watford, but it, 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 it wouldn't surprise you, would it? It, it? it really wouldn't surprise you if they had used this two-week break to think, really think long and hard about that. And um, that, I suppose that's the worry, isn't it? That they are trigger-happy, or they can be trigger-happy. And they've put a lot of money into the club this summer. Let's, let's not forget they've spent £150 million of their own money, or whatever. They've put, spent £150 million, they've bankrolled that £150 million. Um that they're going to want to see some sort of return. And the fact that Marinakis has talked about the lofty ambitions that he has for the club, whether we believe they're unrealistic or not, they're his ambitions. He won't accept Forrest being bottom three for very long, will he? No, 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 not at all. I mean, we're talking off the back of him sacking a manager at Olympiacos after, what, a month and a half, was it? Was it that? Yeah, that? About 56 days, I think it was. Exactly. So... So we know what, isn't he? I think that's the, the term we've used naivety for the playing side. I'd say Marinakis and the board ruthless. Yeah, yeah, and 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 they will be, and and there, there won't be any. You know, we talk about loyalty to do with with Cooper and the squad. Um, and there'll be no loyalty with, with with the board and and Steve Cooper. You know, I probably expect there might be a bit of a split in in opinion on that. Um, but there'll be no no loyalty there, and they'll have contacts of, of people that that they might think might do a job with this squad that they've brought in. They, we know what they they can do in terms of the, those kind of big decisions. That they, they don't shy away from that. I suppose the key is is you know it, if you look at what is available, do you think there is someone out there that is, can do a better job with this squad? And that's a decision that that they would have to make if that time comes. Obviously, um, you know we we. We love Steve Cooper and, and, and wouldn't want him to, to go. But I do think the contract thing will will play a factor into any decision. You know, in some respect, him not signing a contract is, is, is you know, if the club did want to sack him, it would be, be better for the club in, in some respects. It would almost he'd be shooting himself in the foot because he won't get a nice little nice little payoff. But, um, you know, in some respects, he might prefer that because he wouldn't be attached to a to a contract after being sacked and it might be easier for him to get another job which I'm sure he'd be confident in getting after after what he did last season but it, the, the club will already 
and uh, like I said, I don't want Steve Cooper sacked, but if they're smart enough, they'll already have a few people in the, in their minds that they would want to approach. You know, there's rumours of of Darch, who's the, the the obvious one. Into, I mean, he's, he wouldn't be my cup of tea, but you know, you can't doubt he did a good job at Burnley. Um, so you know, they, they will be they will be looking out for people, just like Steve Cooper could be looking out. For, for his next opportunity, there's nothing wrong with the club looking out for their next opportunity. It's just whether the decision is right when that time comes. Um, and and they won't shy away from doing that, I'm sure. Oh, you know, it just doesn't sit very comfortable. This whole conversation for me doesn't sit very comfortably at all. It's just, it, it's amazing. I mean, football is, uh, people have short memories in football and obviously look, it is a results business and, and, and you're only as good as obviously the last, it appears obviously in modern football you're only as good as your last handful of results. But I, I just feel like Forrest would be completely shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, I, I think you, you say there in terms of, I think you said, you know, do they believe that another manager could get the best out of this squad? We don't know. We don't really know what this squad can offer yet. And Steve Cooper's not had a fair crack at, at, at doing something with this squad. And he, and he proved that he could turn last year's squad, which was, you know, not one of the best in the Championship, but he turned it into arguably the best in the championship over his time at the football club. So, But I'll turn on its head. You know my opinion. Obviously, I'm not saying I want him sacked, but I like playing devil's advocate. I like doing this. Um, You know, Forrest lose the next two, three. Um, Would you say that you would rather keep the manager and get relegated or take a new one and, and, you know, it's not confirmed, but, but you take the chance? That's the decision that ultimately the, the, the powers you know, are in, it, I suppose, Well, I suppose the question comes as an individual bigger than the club. No. There you are then. No. And the I'm football like, let's get all talk sport on you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 there. Oh, Thanks for coming. Um, <laughs> no, look, I understand what you're saying. I understand there's more, there'll be more around it, right? There's the, the context around those defeats and performances. Yeah, his contracts might help. But, you know, I can bang on about the contract thing. Forest will have in their mind that they've spent 150 million quid and they need to stay up. They need to stay up. They want to. Stay. We've been away for so long, you know, not to bring that number up again, but we've been away for so long that that Forest will will ultimately the old, the aim is to stay up. And 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 I think if you, look, I would give him until the World Cup. I think I would give any manager the first half of the season. Then you've got a long period then over that World Cup break where you could really assess things. Now, you might say to me again, well, Forrest could be caught adrift by the World Cup. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. You're yeah, I know you're going to say, because I can read your mind. <laughs> I can't see you, but I can read your mind. But, and I know what you're saying, but look, let's hope it doesn't come to it, right? I think we're all sat here going, this is what we do, right? It's a, This is why we love football, because it's an opinion game. And and this kind of chat, whilst I don't, it doesn't sit comfortable with me, it's, it's what being a football fan's about, right? Well, it goes back, you know, it goes back to what we were saying before, you know, it's the idea of the game now, whether we like it or not, that that is the idea of the game. And it comes in two two ways. You know, it comes in two ways. If Steve Cooper was doing well, but a better job came, would he go? Yeah. So it's it's a dog eat dog world, unfortunately. Well I don't I, I basically don't have any sympathy for anyone. That's what no, <laughs> you know, you, you're a very harsh man. But in terms of how Steve Cooper then goes about these next few games, obviously we touched on it earlier in the pod. I said we'd get around to talking about it. The other thing that's been talked about a lot in the last couple of weeks has been Steve Cooper and 
formation. Everyone's got an opinion on formation. Everyone's got an opinion on 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 team selection. Of course, that's that that is one of the joys of being a football fan. We've all got an opinion on who should be in or out, especially when Forest have got the squad that they've got. So, for you, in terms of the way that the squad has been put together, and I say that because without a question of a doubt, the recruitment team and the powers that be have built a squad around playing the system that got Forest promoted last year. So the the, the three 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 five two, whatever you want to call it, three four three. Forest have built a squad around three centre halves, two wing backs, and three attackers up top. Do you at this moment in time, Ben, what we said there in the pod about Forest needing to be more solid, do you change the formation? Well, yeah, when it comes to the to the recruitment, I mean, if Forrest hadn't recruited in the ideology of what Steve Cooper built last season, then that'd be worrying in itself when we're talking about all this manager stuff. I feel like last season yeah, when 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 Chris Hewton was was manager, you could see the recruitment wasn't built for, for Chris Hewton. That that's the truth of it. The players that were being brought in were not of his ilk. You know, the 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 best formation that they would fit in was not of his ilk. So you could, the writing was on the wall, really. I was surprised that they waited as long as they did to that Middlesbrough game in the midweek in September um, to to actually do do the business, if you like. I mean, that sounds sounds weird the way that I've worded that, and yeah, I didn't like that. Like they sacked him anyway. They sacked him. <laughs> <laughs> to be blunt about it, they sacked him. Um, so you know that's good. You know that's a positive. We we all see Cooper talk. You know the, the they've they've stick to what Steve Cooper built as the ideology and the identity of, of the club built, built off the success of, of last season, and rightly so. Um, but I also think the players that have been brought in could fit in, in, in different formations. And the formation thing is such a weird argument because everyone says he's stuck in this, this three-man defence situation. But there were many times last season when he went to a four that got Forrest out of sticky situations. Derby at home is always the one that comes to mind because... It was a game where it was lacking any sort of quality from both teams, to be to to be honest. But I think they were surprised that Derby didn't attack Forest a bit more in in that game. I think I remember rightly that Steve Cooper was saying post match he was surprised that they didn't put a bit more pressure on in in the final third on, on onto Forest. So Forest had a, a lot more room to to attack and a bit more space. So so they they shifted things about. Um, to, to what they originally started the game. And they did that multiple times during the season. Now, the the call for a change in formation is, I think, a good one, because the truth of the matter is, is that Forest have not, you know, after all the work that they've done, it surprises me to say this after signing 23 players and spending massive amount of money that I'd never thought in my lifetime I'd see Forrest spend. But the truth of the matter is, is that for a Premier League defence, Forrest are not quick enough. They they are not quick enough. And my concern that every team can see already, because it's not hard to work out, is that if you can just get at that, that back three, you're in. Because because the attacks are just so much quicker than than in the in the championship. The game turns a lot quicker. You hit on the break a lot quicker. Teams are doing what Forrest did to them sometimes, many times under Steve Cooper, in that they're hitting Forrest on the break. And Forrest can't deal with it. They could deal with it last season. They had they had players that in the championship were quick enough to deal with, with certain attacks, but they, they can't do it. And so the back four would allow 
um, maybe a little bit more um, solidity in terms of the back and, and also how the midfield would set up would obviously that's again debatable um, but there would be an opportunity depending on the formation and I set up to have kind of an anchor in, in midfields that would also help the defence out whilst allowing the freedom for the other players to do whatever they want to do. So I'm, I am for the, the back four. Um, um, but, but it is a difficult one because you're almost putting your hands up and going, we're getting rid of... of I think the, the way some people see it is, you know, you just put waving the white flag and going, right, we need to change everything that we built. But... Steve Cooper has never said hands-on that we are a back-free team. We are just last season we were just better attacking-wise when we when we did that. But we did play other formations last season, and he played other formations at Swansea. Um, I think he will change it. I think he will change it, and I think I think that's just a realization that Forest do have to get a bit more solid. The one thing I do worry about though is that the noise is so loud about it. It, it again could become pretty obvious that, that what, how Forest are going to set up against Leicester. In some respects, playing back three against Leicester wouldn't be the worst thing in the world um, in terms of how they set up. So you've got to find it, find the right times. There will be times where a back three is perfect for Forest this season. There'll be other times where the back four works. It's not quite as cut and dry as play a back four and that'll sort all your problems out. Forest just have to be a bit more smart again, you know, and, and, and everyone's learning. Um but the back four would would help in certain situations, and I think in the last couple of games, and if, and even against Spurs, I think against Spurs having that back three was 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 a problem. Um, the back four will help in certain situations, but it doesn't mean you have to stick and and cut it out that in in that respect. Some people argue the back three could have worked if the back the selections within the back three were probably a little bit different but well, that's for a different day that's for a different day but you could argue that you know the lack of pace there isn't helped with 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 personnel selected in those positions i, I, well, get, I don't, I I don't see i know you said you don't want to talk about it but you know this time i am but i don't understand i get what people say in certain players or if they play so well no one's seen bar day you know um i saw willie bolly against fulham and I was surprised some play, some people thought they were impressed. I thought he was car crash debut, in, in my opinion. Um, Worrell has, has struggled in certain games. I actually thought he played very well against Spurs, personally. Cook is off the pace in, in this division. He was off the pace, according to Bournemouth in the Championship. I love Steve Cook in certain games. Again, he his leadership and, and his know-how will, will help. But, you know, in certain games, he hasn't. McKenna is McKenna. Um I don't understand where people think all these magical, myst- mystical options are coming from because that's where it goes back to my first point. Forest haven't recruited smart enough at centre-back. That, that's the truth of it. The, the one area where they probably were strongest last season is now their weakest area in the Premier League. That, that's the truth of it. Strong. Fair. Fair. I can see exactly where you're coming from. I, I think combination-wise, I just think... Loyalty has been definitely playing a factor at centre. But I, I, yeah, I said with Nia Carter being out injured, you, you you've got a hole there as well. Started off the season, well, I say started off the season and played a, a game in in, in a, a two thirds, if you like. But yeah, I, I think there is, you know, it will be interesting in terms of how he opts to play against Leicester. I think 
the criticism of Steve Cooper when he came into Forest was that certainly towards the latter end of the second season at Swansea, there was a, a you know the people were crying out there for him to change formation to mix it up and and and, and he, he 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 stuck to his guns and refused to to adapt. Now I would say since the moment he came into Forest, I, I would say his flexibility and his adaptability either from a pre-match or during the match has been one of his strong points to your point there Tommy he's not afraid to mix it up in games he's not been afraid to change it up last season obviously the the back three has has put Forrest in good stead for the vast majority of his time here but you know he does flex and I think having that ability to be able to go 3-5-2 or 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3 he needs that in his locker and as I said, and you've said there as well, he's going to have to have different approaches for different teams at different moments in this league. So I definitely feel like if he does feel like that is a change that he needs to make to make Forrest more solid and maybe just go back to basics and just become hard to beat and get those and, and scrap a few points, then, then then he might do it and I hope he will. And I think for, for the game on Monday night... I think, personally, given the person that we've got, I, I would like to see him go to a back four and, and potentially throw that extra man in midfield and go 4 3 3. Well, another thing for me is, you know, we can, everyone, when they're talking about formation, is focused on defence. You're sorry if you're coming on to this because you, you very much might be. But, but defence starts from attack, you know, and, and, and Forest aren't doing enough in that, in that forward area at the moment, to, to keep the ball for long periods of time, to be smart enough to pass it around, to to just take the pressure off. That's the problem. You know, when, you, when your defence isn't quick and Forrest isn't in any area, um, you need to take the pressure off. You need to take the foot off the gas for the opposition and you need to be street smart about how you're going to do it. It goes back to that naivety. They're not keeping the ball long enough in midfield and they're not finding pockets of space to get the players in attack and, and on the front foot. Um, whether that's creating loads of opportunities or whether that's just getting a bit more time in, in that area of the pitch, that is not happening. And so we can talk all day about whether a back three or a back four is, is right enough, but, but if the players in front of them were doing a bit more with the ball, and again, not, not necessarily creating loads of chances and playing like Brazil in their prime, but but just just being smarter about things, then then you know what we'd be having this conversation in such a detailed way. I think we'd still be saying that there could be more done in, in defence, but Forest are always gonna have more issues in defence this season than they did last season because it's we're going up many gears. So there's more to to, to the setup than just the defence. It it comes from from the attack. The fence starts from attack and there needs to be a bit more done in, in that those areas of the pitch. I'm not saying a one you needs to come back and slide tackle someone in the box, but I'm saying I'm saying they need to be a bit smarter in, in certain situations. Who starts in the key positions on Monday night? Oof. In the key positions. Well, what would you go with? If you're Steve if you're Steve Cooper preparing a team for Monday night with the resources that you've got available at the minute. What 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 do you go with? Who what's your starting eleven? Um, Henderson. <laughs> um, I would be um, tempted. Oof. The problem is if you stick with your back three, is that if it, if if we lose, 
he he will be under a lot of heat. But I do think the back three will be the best way to go against Leicester. So it's it's a risk. And I think he's a risk taker. Um, I suppose I suppose key positions for me. I'll, I've preferred Forest when when they've played with an out and out striker. Whatever anyone's opinion is of, of, of one year, I actually have liked him. He's not Keenan Davies. He's not um, any of the attackers that we had last season. He's different, but I, I like what he offers. The problem he has is that he needs better players around him in, in certain situations. And I've been very, very, very frustrated with with Emmanuel Dennis. Since since he joined Forest in in the small cameo appearances that he's had, really had a cameo appearances. To be fair to him, yeah, well, he's not done a lot, but um, in those, you know, you have to impress in those small cameo appearances, don't you? You have to to impress on the training pitch as well to get a starting place, which he which he clearly hasn't. Um, but I like their potential as a duo, and they're um, they've clearly very very um, they've got a strong relationship. You know, they clearly know each other very well from the international team. I also wonder whether for Leicester, whether he'll he'll go with an ideology of, you know, there's been a certain core group of players that have been in around camp over this last couple of weeks and, and not on the international break. I'm not saying none of the international players will play, but I wonder whether that feed, that will feed into some decisions. I'd be playing Freud. I'm not having anyone say that he's not good enough to play for Forest just because no one was good against Fulham. Um, because I think you could be any player in, you know, any quality player in any team that's playing badly and just not gelling when you sign 23 players doesn't all of a sudden mean you're a bad player and that he's only there for the for the paycheck. So he'd be playing. And I think the one that everyone will immediately say would be that Lewis O'Brien should be definitely playing. I think in every every game that he's played, um, he he should be should be on that pitch in, in terms of the performances he's put in so far. I think that's probably also fed into to some of the frustration as well. Um, yeah, that's some of the key players that I would play. I wasn't, I wasn't going to go through my full 11. No, but... no, it's fair. I, mean, I think if he's fit, I don't know if he is fit. If he is fit, uh, I, I agree with Freud. I agree with O'Brien. I'd probably like to see Mangala in there as well, just go for a three-man centre midfield. I think you'd go 4-3-3 three, three then and... I think then the question marks are what do you do up top in terms of Johnson, Lingard, Gibbs, White, um, Awoni. I, I could potentially see for this one Johnson missing out and him going with Lingard and Gibbs, White and, and Awoni up top. But it, yeah, th- there are options. But but certainly if 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 they are fit and all three are fit and look, there's still huge question marks over Mangala, um, then then I would opt for that. Just pack the midfield and. Um, and 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 play solid solid back four, pack the midfield, and 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 try and support and get forward. And o, O'Brien for me has been one of the standouts. Really impressed. Oh, a little inkling. I, I semi agree with what you were saying there in terms of the international break and the players left. I've got a slight feeling Toffolo might start on Monday night as well, but uh, that might be slight curveball. But um, yeah, potentially I could see him being in. Don't know why. Just a feeling. Um, Forest get results at Leicester. Need a result. Big, big pressure on both head coaches. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think um, they, they need a result. I think for both teams, this could be a pivotal game in in their season for for multiple factors and, and reasons, um, which I won't care to speculate about right now. But I think it's a pivotal game. Um, do I think Forest will get a result? Yeah. Yeah, I think they can get a result, and and if they can get a result, for some reason I'm and I'm not just saying this that it's easy to say this 
you know, after the result has happened. Um, but I wasn't confident going into the Fulham game. I think that the feeling was just, it was, yeah, there was, a, the vibe around the club was 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 not good going into that one. It, it just didn't feel like a, like Forrest was just going to go in and smash that game, unfortunately, given the form that Fulham had been in and the form Forrest had, or I said the form Forrest had been in the, you know, more the, the situation with regard to the game before that, that Forrest had been in. But there is something about this one that I can see um, Forrest getting getting a result, um, and it w- it would feel like a pretty pretty important one, I think, for for the season. Um, I think a lot of people are sticking to the draw, which would you know wouldn't wouldn't shock me if two teams not in the greatest uh, of forms at the moment. But I'm going to go for for Forrest to win this one. I think two um, one. <laughs> I think you say two one. I agree. I, I think Forrest. I, I think this is. Uh... I mean, this is a hugely important game for either coach and, and for both clubs. I think Forrest will have used the break. I think even though both clubs are obviously on a bit of a well, it's a bit of a bad run, a bad run of form. I actually think Forrest will be in a better shape physically and mentally going into this one, um, given given obviously the, where Forrest were as a club and, and and where they were probably prior to the bump and Fulham game, whereas obviously Leicester have had a. a, a, a Dreadful starts to the season by their standards. So yeah, I think Forest will, will, will nick this one. I think one nil. I think it'll be tired. I think it'll be a classic. I don't think it's going to be a classic Monday night football, but I don't think it will matter. Uh, and I think a one nil result will be huge. Obviously, then sets us up nicely for for another huge Monday night football under the lights at the City Ground the week after. So um, look, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm feeling better for the break. I'm. I'm, I'm uh, I'm already looking forward to Monday. Let's hope the next time, this time next week when we record the pod, we're still quite chipper and upbeat. You, you, you're actually, you've not been too bad tonight. I was a bit fearful for you. You've, not, you've been a little bit under the weather this week, haven't you? I didn't know I was going to uh, get, to be honest. So No, 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 look. you got to, look, FIFA, I mean, I don't really play computer games anymore, but, you know, the new FIFA's out. Forrest are going to earn the Premier League on it. The sit ground won't be on it when you first buy it, just in case you don't know, but, but you know it will be coming probably in about January time. So these are the small, small little wins that we said we were excited about coming into the Premier League. Where and look, the results maybe recently haven't been good, but you still got to enjoy the small, the small ones. Right. Well, on that, let's end it. Uh, as always, if you want to email us, you can get us at time added on pod at outlook.com. Or give us a follow on Twitter at Time Added on Pod, or give our site a read timeaddedonpod.weeksite.com forward slash end. Brilliant. Right. Enjoy Leicester to everyone going. We'll be back next week, hopefully with three more points on the board. Come on, you Reds.